Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 25-8 Sportscast. Jet, do you know what episode we're on? Because I have no idea. It's been episode a long 46. Yeah. Episode well, I want to explain everyone why it's been a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah, we have been away for a little while because we've been working on some things for the podcast off camera. Um, for me, obviously, you guys may see this new little filter. Hopefully, my voice sounds a little bit more crisp for you guys as I lean in here. Um, hopefully, that just helps the sound, makes the overall quality of the podcast a little bit better. Another thing we started working on is our first line of merchandise, Jet. And, you know, merchandise, you may think of, oh, I'm going to go get a hoodie and a, and a trucker hat. Well, not quite yet. We come out with a 25.8 Sportscast sticker. Um, it's just the logo, the brand, and our faces on it. And, yeah. you know, it kind of... It's it really it's just our logo. Yeah. Um. We're gonna we're gonna be giving away a few of these stickers to a lot of you guys that actually like to listen to this show consistently. So a couple of names that come to mind, obviously Aiden Stroh, you've been our best listener. So you're definitely gonna have something, and we'll also have a little bit something more on the side coming for you as well, uh, just to show our appreciation for you for consistently listening to our show. Um. But yeah, other other than that, for anyone that would like to have one of these stickers where they can put it on there, like you just saw I had it on my water bottle, back of your laptop, mini fridge, whatever you want. I know college kids love their stickers for some reason. Um, some they're do, gonna be, uh, yeah. They're, they're yeah. going to be 50 cents for you guys. So you guys want to order them. We're going to somehow figure out how to put that on the website. Or you can just contact us, say, yo, I want a sticker. And we'll print you one out. And yeah, be there within uh, within a week. Absolutely, nothing like carrying a sticker on with both of our faces. We'll be with you wherever you go. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm I'm happy that we're excited. To, I'm excited. I'm happy. All of the above to get this started with the stickers, and then we'll have those Team Jet shirts that uh, I know long long awaited. Those I'm happy for that. Yeah, we we got a lot of things coming for you guys, but today. First of all, we have a the finale of what has been an eight-part series in this show of division-by-division division football, and we have finally reached the end. It is time for the AFC West, definitely the most hectic division in football this year, and I think it will come out as advertised. Jet, what do you think? Oh, yeah, and based off of uh, where I have all these teams stacking up against one another, it's it's no, no doubt about it. It's going to be a fight till the end. Um, I mean, what these teams have done in the offseason to get their teams to another level, something that we're not always going to see every year, but all these teams, you know, have the tools ready. It's just a matter of who's going to perform now that, you know, once you go from paper to the field, that's a totally different story. Yeah. And after we get through the AFC West, we are going to get to who's in and who's out of the tournament in the AFC. We did that after the NFC West. Um, we did the NFC, so now it will be time for the AFC shortly after the AFC West gets done. Jet, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to be too happy with, you know, where I have your teams stacked up. And just a short disclaimer, if you guys have been keeping up with the last three or four episodes, um, my I redid my record predictions. So I, I kind of went through it and did it again. Obviously, the Browns are a different team than we were thinking they were going to be. Um, original declaration was Deshaun Watson will be suspended six games until they got slack from whoever's investing in them. And Roger Goodell now wants Deshaun Watson off the field for the entire season. 
Also, in in other words, he's also saying that he had the Dolphins in the playoffs in his first rough draft, but now he wanted to go through each of the the games again and and make sure they're not in the playoffs. Well, actually, no, I I have the Dolphins winning an extra game now than I did uh, my last. Missing the the playoffs, so yeah, correct. Um, Jet, go ahead and get us started here. Who's coming in fourth place in the AFC West? Yeah, and I'll preface it like this: just because this team is coming in fourth place, they're they're not a fourth place team. I mean. (sighs) They, this, is, this, I know who it's going to be. It's the Denver Broncos for me at at nine and eight. This team, obviously, the big headline addition for them in the offseason was Russell Wilson. And this is the type of team that if everything falls into pieces correctly, um, they could you know satisfy that one quarterback away mentality that a lot of people think that um, you know they were in need of, and they definitely needed one, but. It's, it's just going to be very tough for them to win any more games. I think that they have all the talent in the world on this team, and, and it's not just offensively. When you got Russell Wilson, Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, and Albert O. as your skill position players, and that's that's not without Tim Patrick, who will be out for the season due to a torn ACL injury, which is you know a massive loss for this team. I mean, that, that can't go unrecognized with the impact that he had on this team in, in the years past, but – they have plenty of depth in this wide receiver room. KJ Hamler, I think, will take a, a step forward as long as he can stay healthy. Um, there are some questions on the offensive line, and Russell Wilson's no stranger to having questions off on his offensive line. So I think he should be able to overcome that pretty well. And then defensively, a lot of talented guys on this team. And it really starts for me in the secondary with Justin Simmons, Pat Sertain, Kareem Jackson, and then it goes down to their linebackers and and linemen with Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, who they added in the offseason. Uh, it's a it's a solid group. And, you know, I, I've heard some speculation that with Roquan Smith on the market now for the Bears, that maybe the Broncos would be someone that can look into him. If that's the case, I could see the Broncos possibly winning this division. I think that's just the the impact he has on a team. But uh, I'll, I'll run through their game-by-game predictions for the Broncos. For me, I have them winning against the Seahawks week one in Seattle, beating the Texans week two in Denver, losing the next two to the 49ers and the Raiders, be, uh, winning their next three with the Colts, Chargers, and Jets, losing at Jacksonville to the Jaguars. And I get that that may be an odd one for some people, but it's – even though it's not full of the West coast traveling from the Western part of the United States to, to the Eastern coast, East coast. I, I love playing that card because it happens so often, way too often. And there's always one or two teams that fall victim to that. And, and the Jaguars, I think will be a little bit better. And obviously I don't have their record necessarily showing that, but it, it, it could be the type of thing where we see the Jaguars play spoiler rest of the way, lose out Titans, beat the Raiders and Panthers lose to the Ravens chiefs, beat the Cardinals in week 15, lose to the Rams and Chiefs week 16, 17, and finish out their game, their slate um, with a win against the Chargers in week 18, nine and eight. We'll see if that's good enough to make it into the playoffs. Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there, having the Broncos come in fourth. I agree with you. I think that the there's two tiers of quarterbacks in this division, Russell Wilson and Derek Carr both falling into the second tier. And I think Herbert and Mahomes both fall into the top tier of quarterbacks within the division. Um, and I would also argue that that's throughout the NFL. Mahomes and Herbert are tier one. And I would have Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, um, 
maybe maybe fringe tier two, but most likely tier three. Um, but for the Broncos, there's a lot to like on this team. And first, let me say, I have them going 11 and six and losing this division. So it's nothing other than the fact that this division is absolutely, it's, it's barring a quarterback injury, I don't think any team in this division is going to have even close to a mediocre record this year. Um, and that's kind of why I have a lot of very top tier teams in the AFC and bottom tier teams in the AFC. Um, but for right now, Russell Wilson, he's 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 going to get the job done. We've seen him win a Super Bowl. We've seen him lose a Super Bowl that he should have won. He's a quarterback that can win in the NFL, and we'll see him do it probably again with this team. I just don't think this year because the rest of the AFC is so ridiculously stacked. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, we saw exactly what they could do last season. There's nothing to say that they won't do it again. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler. Sutton and Judy, every year people tell me that these this, this is a crazy duo. They're going to put together 1,000 yards each, and it, it never happens. They've also never had a quarterback, so it could see it happen this year. Um, I think their receiving core is good enough to win games, but that could be potentially what I have them holding them back. Um, we also have guys like Randy Gregory, who they signed this offseason, which you know I liked it because he blue-balled the Cowboys. And then we see Bradley Chubb, Pastor Tane, Justin uh, Justin Simmons. This is a, it's a really good team, and it's so impossible to say that it's a fourth-place team, um, but it is this year, which is why it really seems weird that the Broncos went after Russell Wilson this offseason. And we kind of talked a little bit about that in one of our earlier shows, that it just kind of seems strange just because I, I don't think the AFC is very winnable this year unless your team is very, 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 very good. Um yeah, that's 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 me and the Broncos. Okay, fair enough. I'll move on to who I have finishing in third place in this division, and that is the Las Vegas Raiders with a record of ten and seven. Um, another team that just has so much talent up and down um the roster, and and obviously some of their big additions we saw in the offseasons all starts with the Devontae Adams trade that they made. The impact that I think this is going to have on the offense, and especially in helping out Derek Carr because these guys are former former college teammates um going to have a a big big impact on this Raiders team and then the, you pair him up with Hunter Renfro who now move, moves to the the number two it profiles better as a number two anyway but Derek Carr's still going to lean on him a bunch then you've still got Darren Waller at the tight end spot who when he's healthy we know what he is capable of obviously you know there there's still some questions on the offensive line as a lot of teams, obviously, and, and this could be potentially one of the things that is their downfall. I mean, we remember last year they drafted Alex Leatherwood, which was somewhat of a questionable pick. It really, I mean, I wouldn't say it has panned out to their expectations, but I mean, that's kind of the theme with their offensive line. But they have a whole new, um, you know, the whole new GM slash head coach pairing, and they're looking for better fortunes going forward. And and they made some more additions on the defense as well. Chandler Jones. I do, you know, I'm, I am concerned a little bit about their um, linebacking core. I think that, yeah, you have Denzel Perryman, who is a, a veteran option who provides a, you know, a strong presence in the middle there, but there are other two linebackers listed on the depth chart right now. Jalen Brown, Devon Diablo. These aren't, these aren't really proven commodities and, 
it could be, you know, as far as their defense, potentially the, the downfall for their um, season. But like I said, still have them going 10 and seven as far as a game by game prediction. I have them losing to the Chargers week one, winning three straight against the Cardinals, Titans and Broncos, losing at Kansas City, beating the Texans and Saints. Another AFC West team losing to the Jaguars for that same idea that I was talking about before. Losing to the Colts and Broncos, beating the Seahawks and Chargers, losing two straight to the Rams and Patriots, and then winning three straight against the Steelers, 49ers, and Chiefs. Um, I mean, we'll see based on this. The Raiders can make the playoffs because they're definitely a team that's built for the playoffs. But once again, it is a very tough conference this year. Yeah, you're completely wrong, and I'll get to that a few teams from now. But my number three seed in this division is none other than the Patrick Mahomes run Kansas City Chiefs. And it sounds ridiculous to say, right? Well, I have a case for this. First first point in my case, um, the two, three, and four seeds in this division are all 11 and six. They all split each other in the division. Um, this whole division I have going three and three within it and then 11 and six for the chiefs and the Broncos. And then whoever my second team is that I'll mention later, but you look at this team, the only thing that they have better than anyone in this division is quarterback. And that's why I have them good enough to be the third seed, but they have the worst running game. They have the worst wide receiver core. They have the worst defense. And in this division, like very bottom, the number four of all three of those positional groups, offensive line, you could argue is towards the bottom as well. Creed Humphrey was a great draft pick for them two years ago, uh, or last year actually it was. He, he played great all season. And so the offensive line is looking up, but this team, there's not a whole lot to be excited for, but because you have Patrick Mahomes and you have Andy Reid, this team is still good enough to win 11 games this year. And I think they will. So um, a couple notable names, obviously Juju Smith-Schuster, he could have the season that we've been kind of waiting for him to have since his rookie year when he leveled Vontaze Perfect. He's kind of never been the same player since. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he turned into more of a social media influencer than a football player. So you never know what you're going to get from him. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I think, I mean, he, he can be a very underrated player. He had a few good games with the Green Bay Packers. Um, Nicole Hardman, we've seen him play here before. And Travis Kelsey, you know what he's going to give you. But the problem is he's getting older. So, I mean, this team, its window to win is shrinking because a lot of teams in the AFC are up and coming, whereas this team is kind of descending off of its um, its peak, in my opinion. And so, for that reason, coming in third in this division with a record of 11-6. and six. Yeah, you're wrong, and I'll get to that in a, in a little bit. But uh, for me, the team that's going to be finishing in second in this division is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers. And I'm going to continue to beat that same drum. Another team that made significant improvements to their roster. And this is a an offense that was one of the more electric offenses we saw in the league last year, obviously led by Justin Herbert. And then the group of weapons that they have supporting him, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer, Gerald Everett. And they also drafted a backup running back and Isaiah Spiller who profiles as more of that back that can run between the tackles complement Austin Eckler's game. So a ton to like um, as far as the weapons go. And then 
they drafted Rashawn Slater last year, and he was absolutely sensational um, as being able to protect Justin Herbert and, and adding to that offensive line. And then they drafted another guy this year who's going to be sure to help on the other side of the line, Zion Johnson, who's slated to be their right guard. So early on the offense, significant additions. Then you go over to the defensive side of the ball. Then you see they added Khalil Mack. Um, J.C. Jackson, and you still have Joey Bosa. You still have Derwin James. You still have Kenneth Murphy, Kenneth Murray. And when you look at this team from the top to the bottom, there are very few glaring holes. I mean, I think if you're gonna, you know, make an argument that they have a hole, maybe it's their kicker with Dustin Hopkins, who, you know, Chargers have had struggled to find a kicker, and I've still struggled to find a kicker. But um, this team, you know, in my opinion, they could very well you know, make a run at a Super Bowl this year. They certainly have the roster. It's just a matter of Justin Herbert can take another step and lead this team in the right direction. I have them finishing with a record of 11, 11 and six. And game by game, I have them beating the, the Raiders in week one, losing to the Chiefs in week two, beating the Jaguars, Texans, and Browns, then losing to the Broncos, beating the Seahawks by week, beating the Falcons, losing to the 49ers, beating the Chiefs, losing two straight to the Cardinals and Raiders, then winning four straight against the Dolphins, Titans, Colts, and Rams, and then losing to the Broncos. Week 18, 11 and 6, should be good enough to get into the playoffs this year. Yeah, I agree with you completely on what you said. I have the Chargers coming in second in this division, and like I said, 11 and 6 will be their record as well. Now, the reason that I have this team in second when it probably has the here in the division on paper is because this team lost – entirely too many winnable games last year in my opinion and that ultimately led to them missing out on the playoffs when they had a good roster last year as well obviously the defense was nowhere near as good as it is now but I have some questions when it comes to Brandon Staley and the way he goes about things I didn't like the defensive coordinator either and I think that I mean you look at you look at games from last season and a few ones a few that stick out to me losing to the Raiders Obviously, that was a great game, but that Raiders team, they got better as well. Um, they lost to the Texans by double-digit points. They got uh, they got demolished by the Broncos, who were terrible last season, uh, 28-13. They also lost to the Patriots last year, who were no good. They lost to the Ravens by 30. Um, and I think this team just has too much – there's too many questions surrounding the coaching staff and the ability to close out wins for me to put them in first, even though I think they do have the best record, like I mentioned before. Um, but just, just to go through a few key additions they made, obviously we all know about JC Jackson and Khalil Mack, obviously Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, if, if they can stay healthy all season, no offensive line is, is good enough to keep their quarterback safe against those two guys. Um, JC Jackson, we know all about him. Derwin James, probably the best safety in the league at this point. This is a, this is a really good defense and last year it just wasn't. And then obviously we know all about this offense, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, who are, you know, Keenan Allen's closing out his prime of his career. So they're going to have to add a receiver here somewhere down the line, but Justin Herbert is one of the best up and coming quarterbacks in the league. And, and we've, we've known that for a while now. And I think that this team is 100% good enough to win games. But like I said, the, the only reason I don't have them winning the division is just because of the questions that surrounded them last year that among places that really didn't change. 
Fair enough. Um, so first place in this division, I'll tell you why you're wrong. It is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs once again with a record of 20, 12 and five, just like last year. Um, a lot has been said about obviously the loss of Tyreek Hill and, and the, the impact that's going to have on this team going forward. You also talked about the defense, which I'll address first. And yeah, they, I mean, the defense is compared to the other defenses in this league on paper right now, it does not look great, but they made a lot of um, additions that they're hoping pan out. And if they do, this defense will be just fine. I mean, look at Trent McDuffie. Um, one of the cornerbacks they they added to their secondary to kind of you know offset the loss, which is a big loss and losing someone like Tyron Matthew, who is now a New Orleans Saint. But they still have Chris Jones, they still have Frank Clark, and these guys they didn't perform great, you know, at times last year. But these are veteran presence at the core of your defense who can still get the job done. But we know the thing about this Kansas City Chiefs team is is if they're going to win a game, it's going to be on the strength of their offense. And I don't think their offense takes any steps back. This coming season, we looked last year, Patrick Mahomes statistically had the worst year of his career, fewest passing yards per game, um, worst passer rating, worst QBR, worst touchdown to interception ratio. And that was with Tyreek Hill. And I don't I can't see those numbers getting better because we know how good Patrick Mahomes is and the, what they've done to replace that wide receiver room. The guys that they have in place now, especially when you draft someone like Sky Moore, who kind of fits that. Tyreek Hill type player, not saying he is Tyreek Hill, but just the the type of player be able to be used as a deep threat. We still have McCole Hardman who, you know, hasn't produced well, but he can also be used as a deep threat. Then you got Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think is going to have a a decent season. Obviously his route tree is a little bit limited, but bringing someone in that has a little bit more experience that, you know, reports coming out of training camp are that him and Juju, Mahomes and Juju are, developing a great rapport right now and that slot him in there is potentially a wide receiver one could be great for this team and then you still have Travis Kelsey I think Travis Kelsey is going to have another amazing year even with him getting another year older um talk about the running back room obviously a ton of questions but you know there, there's been good some good reports whether it's Clyde Clyde Hilaire, Ronald Jones Isaiah Pacheco who's their rookie who's been been hyped up a lot in training camp so they, they have plenty of tools to work with I think a lot of people maybe like yourself are overreacting to the offseason they had and the offseason that the other teams in this division had but while I don't see them you know, in, you know improving record-wise off of last year I think they could easily be the same team so uh, how many games did you have the moon again 12 games 12 yeah I mean I, I wouldn't say I'm overreacting because I have them winning 11 still. I just have one team winning one more game than them, and that is the Las Vegas Raiders, Jet. You continue to sleep on this team. They are beyond deep at the quarterback position with Nick Mullins as the third-string quarterback, as you pointed out pre, pre-episode. pre um, Any quarterback that has the luxury of Devontae Adams or Renfro, and Darren Waller running routes for them at any given moment, he is going to thrive. And I think that Derek Carr, even if he was Drew Locke, would thrive in this offense, and he is nowhere near Drew Locke. I think Derek Carr is – I think he's a top-10 quarterback in the league. You can't deny that he's borderline a top-10 quarterback in this league. He's just – he's a more consistent version of Kirk Cousins. He can win bigger games. Um. I think that you're. I think you saying that me having them at twelve wins is ridiculous is ridiculous on your part even more. 
The team, it's a good team, Jet. Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. It's the same thing as what I just read off with the Los Angeles Chargers. You can't find me an offensive line that's good enough to block both of these guys consistently. They are going to get to the quarterback this year. And last season, they didn't do it as well as they will this year. Yannick Ngakwe departed in the offseason, but it's not a big deal because they fixed a glaring hole in their defense by getting Rocky Sin, who actually had a quiet good year with the Indianapolis Colts last season. Um, I think that I think this team definitely got better on defense, even with the loss of Ngakwe. And like you mentioned, the linebacking core has some questions. Jonathan Abram is also a really reliable player in the secondary, but even then there's still some questions in the secondary, really young starters in the secondary, Nate Hobbs and Rocky Sin. But I, I think that if, if either of those pans out for them this year, I think that this team will win 12 games. If they're obviously, if they both stink, you know, the 12 wins is going to let itself down. Um, but if, if they can get any of these young guys to pan out on this defense, then I think the sky is the limit for this Raiders team this year. I mean, yeah, you, you make all good, a lot of good points. Also, another thing I would just bring up is you know, there, there's some question marks as far as who they hired as their head coach and Josh McDaniels. His first run at head coach of the Broncos did not go well. And we've seen a, a pretty decent sample size now of Patriots assistant coaches Bill Belichick disciples not panning out well with obviously a few exceptions. Um, but I think that's another cause for concern and, and it could very well be worse than Gruden. I don't think, I mean, that's, we don't know though. That's the thing. Like if you're basing it off his first, you know, run at head coach. Yeah. But the Broncos like, didn't have a good roster though. Yeah. But I, I mean, I was, I was reading reports the other day that, Josh McDaniels was like fully admitting that he just had no control of the locker room, was just losing players game after game. I mean, that that's the foundation. It's the Tim of the Patrick team. effect. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you've never seen this guy in person, have you? No, but the guy's like... ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's it's an argument you have to bring up, and, and obviously I'm not as high on the Raiders as you, but it's it's only a two game difference, and I still think it's ridiculous, even though it's a two game difference, because the, the firepower in this division, yeah, the Raiders have firepower, but the the two teams I think have more firepower are the Chiefs and the Chargers, and, and that's why I think you know they're better teams, and we'll finish with better records. I I you just can't deny while they do have the best coach. And the best coaching matters. I'm saying the Chiefs. Well, they do have the best coach and the best quarterback. Can't deny that they have the worst run game, the worst receiving core. But they make up for that, the worst, though. With, they have with the worst the, defense too. with the head coach and quarterback pairing that they have. It makes up. For I, all I know of that. that, but but you also have guys like MVS is going to have to learn the playbook. Sky Moore is going to have to learn the playbook, and they're both going to be expected to start this. Season. You have a whole Raiders team that has to learn a new playbook. But the. Devontae Adams has chemistry with Derek Carr. Yeah, but that's that's based off the college playbook. Who cares? Josh McDaniels, like, he runs these four running back sets and can't figure out which running back to use. Like, imagine figuring out what the play is going to be like then. I'm pretty sure Devontae Adams said that um, Aaron Rodgers had better arm strength, but Derek Carr is the most accurate. It's just a theme we're seeing. <laughs> you know, uh, 
In other news, the Miami Marlins have lost two no, straight we're, to the we're Philadelphia Phillies. We're not talking Phillies. about the AFC, remember? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah. Sandy Alcantara's ERA falls yeah. above to for the first time this I didn't year. Know it can, I, can, I didn't know an ERA can fall up. I thought it can, you know, uh, only go. Well, if you fall falling, down. Can't, falling is. Falling down. No, well, what, what, is the, what is the word I'm looking for? Rise. No, 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 no. Stop. Uh, it's like, it's not conjugated. Is conjugated? What do you, I don't know what you're trying to say. A, a, word, a word that means like, um, ne- all right. The word fall is negative, has a negative connotation. connotation. Okay. Yeah. The word fall has a negative connotation, whereas so does an ERA increasing. So it fell. Yeah. But the, the number increased, which means it ris- it's risen. So he is risen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The AFC jet. And I'm going to. I'm going to quickly mow through my teams that are going to have less than six wins this season. Ugh, and I'm going to read their records because, because like I said, I changed up, I changed up my scheduling and records. Last place in the AFC is the Houston Texans. No surprise here. I think a lot of people are expecting this where Davis Mills was probably the second best rookie quarterback from last season. He wasn't expected to be. And I don't think he will be the second best from that draft class again this year. Um, the Texans have um, Kamu Grugier Hill, one good defensive player, maybe two good offensive players, and that's it. One and sixteen. Cleveland Browns are going two and fifteen. Oh my this God. is under the assumption that Deshaun Watson will be suspended all year. Jet, Jacoby Brissett, who, by the way, is no stranger to injuries, is not going to win them quite a few games, especially in this AFC. Um, and Case Keenum really is not going to win them a lot of games in this AFC. Uh, Case Keenum's right. not even on the team. Who, who's there? Wasn't he last year? Not anymore, though. It's Josh Rosen behind Brissett. <laughs> even worse. <laughs> even, I mean, that's, that's just – it's like a Tim Patrick effect all over again. There's going to be no – There's going to be no locker room. So wrong. No way. Jacoby they're not Brissett. losing two games. They're not losing two games, even if Jacoby Brissett's I know, they're the losing 15. <laughs> Whatever. They're not winning two games, even <laughs> if Jacoby Brissett. I'm telling you, with the Jacoby Brissett, they're, they're at worst. All right. Obviously, if they, if they sign Jimmy G. Well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Joe, Jacoby Brissett right now. And my, my record is still under the assumption that Deshaun Watson's only going to miss six games because I don't know which, which reporters you're getting your info from, but it's still at six. Roger games. Goodell. It's Roger Goodell's reporting to me. But he doesn't have the authority just to appeal. It has to go through a court system. I understand that. But it went through the court system. And American and, and, and system. that's that's telling, though, that that court system, that arbitrator, Sue Robinson, by the way, is her name, if anyone was wondering, sided basically sided with Deshaun Watson, opting to give him a, a lesser you know, of a punishment. Right. And then the NFL opted not to. Yeah, they want so, they want him gone for a year. Right, that the NFL going to happen though. It's a private corporation; they can decide what they want to do with their players. Yeah, but the, the, the thing that like, like it's weird though. They they're the one that wanted to um have this independent arbitrator to make decisions like this, and, and the like decision they, they don't like the decision. <laughs> so I know. I mean, no one ever accused Roger Goodell of being good for the game. You should be suspended a year. How about should, that? They should both be. They should be in the same jail cell. <laughs> Browns at two and fifteen, Jet. Jacksonville will also be a two-win team this year, while 
they did go get the highest paid wide receiver of the offseason in Christian Kirk, who was well worth it. Um, I don't think that they did enough to improve their record where I have their record getting uh, the same. But, Jet, <laughs> so what? 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 I, I just don't get, like, yeah, I, I have the job. How do they improve? But the thing is, like, it's, it's such a tough AFC, but I think exactly. I, I have them going 3-14. and 14. Which is obviously not not a different difference at all, but we got to remember that this team this team could very well finish with four, five, you can argue maybe six wins. You're looking, you're going from Urban Meyer and the you know the cat the I don't even know how to describe the situation. It was just a mess, a complete mess. <laughs> going from that to Doug Peterson, who's actually a good coach, a better than Urban Meyer, better than probably anyone else they could have gotten, and you're getting Travis Etienne back from injury who was but James awesome. Robinson was nowhere near the problem last year. No, no, I'm not. I'm just saying like who they're getting back and Trevor Lawrence is going to, you know, is going into his next year. Obviously they have a lot of holes to fill defensively. <laughs> Their offense is decent. I wouldn't say it's terrible, um, but it's just all it comes down to Trevor Lawrence taking the next step. I don't necessarily see him taking a huge step. Why only have him going three and 14, but. All right. But here's the thing. While I think that the team did get better. Look, everyone flip your phone sideways if you're watching on Spotify right this instant. This this hand right here, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is everybody else in the AFC. While the Jaguars may have done this, Jet, look, I want you to look at this. Yeah. I want to see – all right. While the Jaguars may have done this, the rest of the AFC has done this, which in turn really – for the Jaguars. Look, yeah, but right? I think I think the real the real underlying problem here is you don't believe in the East Coast West Coast stuff like I do. <laughs> That's the thing. Your their extra win is because Denver's traveling. That's their. So I don't even want to hear it from you anymore. I forgot about that shit. Patriots at thirteen. They're winning four games this year, Jeff. Oh, it's this is not worse. a good team. It's, it's not a good team. Worse. Is this a good team? It's a well coached team, and that's the difference between getting four wins and seven wins. Is this a good team? It's a good enough team to get seven wins. They're not. They're not. Bottom get... of the league in wide receiving core. Bottom of the league in running backs. But but bottom of the league. But in think defense. about all the Bill Belichick led teams that did not have a lot of talent. That's still. And I know that was with Tom. They Brady. They had Tom Brady. But I, I get that. But you got to look, look at like... look at all the Bill Belichick teams since Tom Brady that have done well. Yeah, but look and last look year. Look at all though. the Tom Brady look, teams look, since look Bill last Belichick year. That have done look well. last year though. They were what ten they and seven. Good. They weren't good though. They, they were. They were. They still were. They, they were decent. Mac Jones was a good quarterback, and if he takes a step forward, I don't see them going backwards it's the same it's the same illustration look because everybody else did this and the thing about the patriots look the patriots didn't even take a small step forward they took a small step back so it's even more magnified when the rest of the teams took a giant leap forward and they take a small step yeah back. but the patriots don't only play afc teams i understand that i mean i can tell you right now how, what their record is going to be out of conference i don't think you're going to like it very much me do this on paper here. They're going, they're going two and three and out of the conference. So they're going two and ten inside the conference this year, Jet. Yeah. I mean, I, I would tell you what I have, but it's worse. So you would what? I would tell you what I have for them going out of conference, but it's worse. I just haven't okay. done better in the conference because I think <laughs> I think they have the potential to play spoiler in a lot of matchups. So. All right. Well, do you want do you want me to just give them a win against the Dolphins? Have them split the Dolphins? I, mean, I do one. have them swimming the Dolphins because, you know, I'm well, a real, real estate. Because the Patriots so. are ass. 
four and thirteen for the Patriots. Do you have any teams that are gonna be worse than six wins this year? Yes, I I have I have well I have three teams if you include at six wins. So I have the Jaguars at three and fourteen, finishing at sixteenth in the AFC, the Texans at four and thirteen, finishing fifteenth, and the New York Jets finishing fourteenth with a record of six and eleven. All right. Well, I had the Jets in 12th with a record of 6-11 and 11 as well. I didn't include them because I said below 6, but we can just – we'll do it your way no matter how stupid it is. Um, Jet, that does it for me as far as teams below 500 in the AFC. Jets, well, Patriots, yeah. Jaguars, Browns, Texans. That's if, it. For me, the other teams I have below 500 are the Pittsburgh Steelers at 7-10, and 10, 13th place, and the New England Patriots at 7-10 and 10 in 12th place. So you, everybody else is above 500. Everyone else is above 500. So you were ripping on my rankings, yet we both have 11 teams above 500 in the AFC. Yes, and- but the way that your bottom teams are constructed as well, I mean, I wouldn't say your top teams are as bad, but your bottom teams are – are a little questionable. Yeah, they are. They just but you're are. you're literally you're just assuming that Deshaun Watson is going to play when he's not. Right now, if the season were to start today, he would be playing after a six game suspension. Right, and and if if I can, these are done based on him not playing. I can redo it if he plays. I think I think both of their wins came within the first six weeks of the season anyway for me, because they play mush teams like the Panthers, and I think they play. The Steelers and yeah. blah, 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 but I don't know. I just I, – Yeah, I, well, I don't listen to this. So, I have the first – so, the first eight games for the Browns, I have them going two and six. And then once – based on Deshaun Watson coming back, um, I have them going on a run. And I just – we know that the kind of impact that he has on, on the football field, so. Well, here's the thing I did see. I saw that they were planning on suspending Watson for 17 games – so if Jacoby Brissett could potentially hold down four, we could see Deshaun Watson in the playoffs. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Tennessee Titans coming in at 11, Jet. Record of nine and eight, and that gets rid of the entirety of the AFC South outside of the division winner, um, all bottom six seed in the AFC. The Titans same singing the same song as the Patriots. Sing it. It's this, right here. Sing it. I want you to sing it. I'm going to sing it right now. Everybody else, they took a step forward. The Titans, they took a small step back, which normally, in in normal circumstances, doesn't matter. But if we hold all other things equal, Jet, I'm taking you to calculus here. Look, all other things equal. I forget the term for it in Latin. But if these stay the same, the small decrease in Titans looks like this. They fall off the fucking screen, Jet. My fucking Logitech camera can't even pick it up. HD 1080p. I don't think that. I don't think even they, see my hand. I don't think they got worse, even by a little bit. I don't. I think, think they're. I think there's. They're, they're the same team. Uh, I don't think we they both got have better. them at nine and eight, though. Right, but I. I don't. I still think they're the same team. It's just a more competitive conference. How are they the same team? When you're, when you're talking about losing A.J. Brown, yes, that's, that's a big loss, but we're already seeing Robert Woods being able to come back from this ACL injury very well and has looked great in training camp. And they added someone in Traylon Burks, these guys that you look at the one and two now in their wide receiver room, um, which Julio Jones really struggling last year and couldn't stay healthy. You got two, two guys 
hopefully that they're both healthy that you should be able to depend on. And then you got a tight end who Ryan Tannehill um, and Austin Hooper have, they've developed a nice connection in training camp so far. And then on the defense, you have a lot of the, the same names returning on defense. And this defense was not as bad as a lot of people probably think. No, it was a great defense last year, but they also outperformed expectations. And whether that's a, a defensive strategizing thing with a coordinator or they just all had good years is yet to be seen based on this next upcoming season. But you have to realize Derrick Henry's going to be 29. He's going to turn 29 in the middle of this year. That is a old, old run. He's an outlier, though. He's, he's different. You can say that, but he just broke his foot at 28. But but still though, like if, if there's anyone that's and he did come not back, look, he didn't he didn't look good when he came back against. Well, the, he probably rushed back. I mean, he, yeah, he, I'm sure he did, but he looked brutal against the Bengals. Brutal. Yeah, no, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. But and then Robert Woods is likely going to miss a few games to start the year. I don't think Traylon Burks. Tra- he's going to miss a few. I don't think he's going to. I mean, even if he does, AJ Brown's better than Robert Woods. Yeah, no, yeah, I know that, but I don't and think I don't fit the impact. Traylon Burks, high on Traylon Burks too. I think he's going to have a, a great season. But you also have to look at Ryan Tannehill, who's probably somewhere around the eighteen to twenty range as far as quarterbacks go now. If you're ranking them one to thirty, yeah. Nick Westbrook, a kind. I've never said that name in my life, and he's starting on this team in the wide receiver position. You know, starting skill position players. Who the hell is that? I, I know exactly who he is. I, I know not, who he's he not, like notable, but he's he's not good. Austin he's good Hooper. enough to be a three. All right. I don't even know why we're arguing. They're going nine and eight. They're we going nine and eight. We agree on that. They got I, worse. I, I have them finishing ninth in in the AFC. I have them finishing eleventh. Yeah. All right. Well, who do you have? Who do you have? 10 and 11. Then. So I have uh, the Cleveland Browns at 11th with a record of nine and eight. This is under the assumption that Deshaun Watson's only going to be suspended six games. I think once Deshaun Watson comes back, this, yeah, it, it may take some time to get the rust off, but you know, Deshaun Watson's going to play in some preseason games. I think he's expected to start week one of the preseason. Um, this Browns team, I, I mentioned it on our last episode when Tommy had a totally different set of standings. This team just does not have many holes on their, they, offensively, defensively, there's not many glaring holes, and you just put in Sean Watson, and depending on that he plays, if he doesn't play, um, I'm not going to sit here and say they get 2-15, and 15, but they're probably a 6, 5, 6, 7 win team, I think, without um, Deshaun Watson. Jacoby Brissett will not win 7 games. In he could, though, that's the thing. Year. He could. But he won't. He could, just because of the, the, the supporting cast around him is good enough, that's why. But he couldn't, he couldn't win, I mean, Baker Mayfield had a tough time winning 7 games last year. Well, like, he was hurt. That's the thing. But he, I mean, he's it's he's still better than Brissett. Hurt. I take hurt Baker Mayfield over healthy Jacoby Brissett. Okay. Anyway, I have the um, Denver Broncos in tenth place at nine and eight as well. I already talked about the Broncos. They're they're such a talented team, but once again, it goes back to the they got better here. They, you know. All right. I mean, <laughs> you you see it. All things equal. I'm going to look this up. Cerritos Paribus. I looked it up. Yep, Cerritos Paribus. Yeah, something like that, yeah. (laughs) Exactly, and it's true. It's the truth. If you hold every team in the AFC standards the same and you look at how the the Tennessee Titans, how they improved on a scale of how other teams improved in the AFC this year, it looks like this. It really does look like this. And, no, and but... you can shake your head. Well, then how if they're not worse, Jet, 
Okay. To the Titans? So explain to me this. You said worse, right? Say that again. You said the Titans did not get worse this year. If it's if they got worse, it's like a small. So then, how are they losing three more games this year? And you're and you're. It has to do with the AFC. I already, I already right. mentioned that. Sarita's Paribus. Right. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. I, I, I get that, but it does. I don't think you can apply that to other teams, though. Texans, Jaguars. <laughs> That's different. Like I don't, I don't, teams... I don't, I don't have, I don't have the Texans. Patriots, job. Patriots, I... Patriots is a perfect example. But like, but like I them. said, the, the, with how well coached of a team they are, they have the potential to beat some of the, the top teams in the AFC. Like, first of all, I get it's, it's it, not always going to be draft, the better team that wins. Season. It's not going to be the, always the better team that wins every game. Yeah, I, know, I know that. I don't know if a you've been paying times, attention. But the Jaguars beat the Colts. The Jaguars beat the Colts last year. Yeah, like, the better team won example. that game. You know who the Colts had under center? Carson Wentz is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I just don't think you're taking into account the East to West Coast traveling. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say the rest of my teams that are not are not making the playoffs, I'm not going to give them the light of day. Pittsburgh Steelers are going 10-7. and seven. <laughs> Tomlin will keep the streak alive of above 500. Explain to me how, just, just... With, with especially the quarterback question mark. The quarterback, it's a good question mark. I don't think you're reading these headlines correctly. Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, and Mr. Bisky are all playing so damn well. Where have you seen that? They don't know who's who to start. It's not that they're all playing like shit and they don't know who to start. They're all playing fucking crazy and they don't know who to start. I saw I saw a tweet today that Steelers fans should be happy with what Ben Roethlisberger did in his final season because what you're about to get from one of these three quarterbacks is nothing compared to what was seen last year. One year ago today, I saw a tweet that said Jamar Chase is not a good player. He has a <laughs> dropping problem. You buy into training camp hype way too much. That's why every year I hear two is going to have a breakout season, and it just hasn't happened yet. I'm trying. No, the, the, you're not wrong. Some training camp hype is does deserve to be bought into, and others it, it's not. You got to obviously um, know the play. I mean, Tua is going to break out. There's no question about that. I mean, every everything is there for him. If he doesn't, obviously he's not good enough to be a quarterback in the NFL if he can't perform with those types of weapons. But I mean, the only training camp hype that I think I've ever heard that was really worth noting was 2019 when i found out carl nassib was a homosexual <laughs> that was the only one that really came came out to be true in my opinion but oh god steelers at 10 <laughs> going 10 and 7 broncos at 9 going 11 and 6 dolphins just missing out on the playoffs and the eighth seed going 11 and 6 jet who do you have missing well, I have the Las Vegas Raiders missing 10 and seven, eighth place in the AFC. I already talked with the Titans at nine, Broncos at 10, Browns at 11. Uh, but let me, I'll start us off though with, with number seven in, in the AFC for me. And did you want to say anything about my number eight? No, because I'm going to talk about it once I get to them where they should be in the playoff picture. So number seven for me is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals with a record of 10 and seven. You don't notice, you know, it's, as, as when you're looking at what they did a year ago, um, this is a team that had a you know a Cinderella story, finished with ten, finished with a record of ten and seven, but they did get a little lucky. So I think you know that I don't think that luck was you know just just pure luck. I think they're still a talented team and they're only going to get better with Joe Burrow getting another year under his belt, especially a year another year after that ACL injury. 
Um, Joe uh, Jamar Chase going to take a step forward. We know T. Higgins is great. Joe Mixon is great. The offensive line is going to be a huge upgrade from last year. And then the defense is pretty much the same. Bengals are a playoff team. And, you know, they'll be in the division race for, for if, if not all the season, most of the season. Number seven for me is the Kansas City Chiefs. This team is absolutely is, is hand and fist better than the number eight seed in my AFC rankings. And so for that reason, they eke in at the seven spot. And Jed will explain what that means in a little bit. I mean, we just talked about the Chiefs. You know how I feel about them. Mm-hmm. Top five coach in the league, best quarterback in the league. And that's good enough to get into the playoffs every time. Number six, the Miami Dolphins get back to the playoffs, refute the narrative of barely missing out, and they finally get the job done this year. And it's all going to be thanks to the play of quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. By the way, I went to training camp the other day after throwing <laughs> absolute dimes in practice, um, fitting the ball into tight windows with Javon Hall and Xavier Howard covering Tyreek Hill and, and Tyreek Hill's a whole other story. We know how electric he looks on the field and you pair him up with Jalen Waddle, who is going to be used, you know, m- more in the way that he should be used in, in an NFL offense. And then he got that speedy running back room led by Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert got the somewhat improved offensive line. It's definitely still needs work, but you know, this team is, is, you know, Proud of the the defense it's put together. Let you know it started by Brian Flores building the defense. They're going to continue that with Josh Boyer as the defensive coordinator to continue what their work they've done. This team is built for the playoffs, and obviously it all rests on what Tua can do. If Tua has a breakout year, there's no reason why this team won't be in the playoffs. The only reason they miss the playoff playoffs is if Tua has another disappointing season, which very well could happen. But taking the buys out of me, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think you guys would be better off with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, a few things. I'm just going to respond really quickly to your Dolphins takes. First thing, you guys can't even play by the rules. So you guys were docked two draft picks in the upcoming draft because, you know, your organization is just shit. You're not going to have an owner for the first half of this season. Um, I think you guys. It's better that way. It's better that way. No, you guys are in big trouble. And I hate to say it. Um, secondly, I don't think the offense looks good. I just think the defense looks like really alarmingly bad in training camp. So no. far, oh Xavier and Howard, Xavier and Howard's getting torched. Where have you um, seen that? All over Twitter. All over it. So you TikTok, believe, you believe stuff on Twitter too? You buy into that hype? Well, they've never been wrong about the Dolphins. Really? 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 Yeah. yeah. Interesting. They said Waddle would be a breakout star. So, that, so when they said Miles Gaskin was going to be a breakout star a year ago, um, they he was, were right he about was that. a breakout star last year. Not last. Yeah. So last, I'm talking about last year. Uh, they didn't say that. Right. They did. I think you're so. just on the wrong part of Dolphins Twitter. Unfortunately, Javon Holland has come down with an injury. <laughs> Never want to wish that on a man, but coming in at number six for me is the Los Angeles Chargers who I also just talked about so I'm not going to go too in depth 11 Let's and six three and three in division 10 and two in the conference real good team there number five for me is the Los Angeles Chargers not going to go in too much in deep Please deep don't. depth there just just talked about them 11 and six um great team great quarterback 
I think he's an up up and coming coach in, in Brandon Staley. I think the, the mistakes he's made, I think he'll learn from them and it'll be the difference from this team getting into the playoffs and not. Number five is the Cincinnati Bengals. And the difference between the Bengals and the division winning Baltimore Ravens is Zach Taylor. I think the Bengals, well, you are kind of correct. They had a, a lucky season last year and you know, 10 and seven, you don't expect to always make it to the Super Bowl because they are by no stretch expected to do that when they made the playoffs. They kind of ended the season really hot because, I mean, at one point during the year, they were like, I think they had a 500 record around midseason. They kind of got hot towards the end of the year. I have them going 12 this season. And the thing where I agree with you with what you said about the lucky season, you have a team full of a bunch of young stars. And when young guys start believing, it becomes true. So these guys really believe that they're a Super Bowl team. So I think that they could very easily find themselves there again. I think it's just a matter of can Zach Taylor get it done from the sidelines? And can we see a improvement in the offensive line? Absolutely. Number four for me is going to be the team that bests them in the division this year. The Baltimore Ravens, I've been finishing with a record of 12 and five. I mean, we saw what they did the first half of the season while, you know, even not even everyone was healthy. They, they lost JK Dobbins. They lost Gus Edwards, Marcus Peters before the season even begun. And they started off really hot. And then Lamar Jackson went down. Um, Marquise Brown obviously wasn't the same once Lamar Jackson went down. He missed some time too. So this team is going to be totally different, fully healthy, added some more reinforcements in the draft with a couple of good picks. I think, you know, we'll see how it what happens, but Kyle Hamilton, um, you know, bolster up that secondary. Can't think of the other name off the top of my head that they drafted, but they also, they also made another good pick that I liked. Um, but the Ravens, no, they're no stranger to having a good season. Last year was very fluky, finishing with eight and nine, going on a six-game losing streak to finish the year. I think they have a nice bounce-back season, and I could easily see them um, contending for a Super Bowl this year. I'll get to them in a bit, but for me at four, I have the winner of the AFC West, Las Vegas Raiders, at twelve and five. Um. Kind of comes down to they just have a tougher schedule than the three teams I have above them, but I'm not going to go too in depth. Um, cue the please don't from Jet um, because we <laughs> talked about them. Yeah, um, number three for me, and this is this is not what I want to see, especially what this three six matchup is going to look like if it pans out this way. Buffalo Bills, twelve and five. Um, you know the history of the Bills and Dolphins in the in in um, crucial games as as of late. Um, but the Bills, I think, you know, they're they're well deserving of being this high in, in the AFC. They're easily a Super Bowl contender, if not the best team in the AFC. I just have them them one game shy of who I think is going to be the best team in the AFC. Um, offensively, defensively, they're as good as any team. Made improvements. They added Von Miller. I mean, we talked a lot about the Bills on on one of the previous episodes, but complete team, great head coach. Great quarterback. I mean, they have all the tools to get to a Super Bowl, and they've been struggling to get over that hump in the AFC Championship game, but this this could finally be that year. Uh, I kind of just put together what I think I heard, and if I'm correct, I am very excited to hear who you have at one. For me at number three, I have the Indianapolis Colts. 
this team, I, I can't say enough about this team, and, and everybody who listens knows that. It's, it, it's just – it's an excellent team. There's nothing else to say. It's an excellent defense. It's an excellent offensive line. It's an excellent run game. The only thing – the only parts of this team that aren't li- excelling, literally excelling, Jet, quarterback, receiving core, head coach. That's it. Everything else on this team excels. Yeah, so number two for maybe, me. No, maybe maybe field goal kicking as well. <laughs> Forgot about that. Remember, I'll get to I'll get to that team in a little bit. But number two for me is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs with a record of twelve and five. Already talked about them. I don't see them um, faltering off at all, even with the loss of Terry Kill. It's a good team led by a great head coach and a great quarterback, and that's a a, a match made heaven if you want to succeed in this league. So give me the Chiefs as the number two seed this year. Number two for me is the team that you just mentioned, the Buffalo Bills, and this team. I've, well, I've, uh, I forgot to mention Raiders, Colts, and Bills all going 12 and 5. And the Bills are sweeping the AFC East. And so that kind of has the tiebreaker for them. I just, I have to see a team beat the Bills to say that the team will beat the Bills. Patriots, like I said, got worse. Bills paid Von Miller 45 million a minute um, for the rest of his life. But the Bills did get better. So give me the Bills at number two, going 12 and five. Josh Allen, he's just not good enough to be a one seed quarterback yet. Sorry. Number one seed for me. And I, you know, I can't, I can't believe, believe this. I, honest, I can't believe you're doing this either. You know, this, this is not, it's not something that I would do or should do, but this is just how I see um, the schedule panning out. It, it's not always cut and dry. We see finishes the number one seed. I mean, last year, we saw the Tennessee Titans, so why not another team from that same division in the Indianapolis Colts, who I think are a far better team than that one seed last year in the Titans. Um, you talked about them not having many holes. I Honestly, I don't think quarterbacks a hole. Matt Ryan is, is well, it's, exactly it's, what I, they need. It's just not an excelling right, part of the team. Right, I mean, but it's exactly what they need to get the job done. Hopefully he doesn't regress too much. I mean, if, if he somewhat falls off this year, then – I mean, this this team's not going to finish with a 13-4 record, but now they have their quarterback, they think. Um, they have a great group of weapons around. We know Jonathan Taylor, Pittman. They need they need Paris Campbell to stay healthy. I mean, he, he shows all these flashes in training camp, but then ends up every missing, missing every year. So uh, he, they need him. Alec Pierce, uh, reports coming out, you know, that he's been excelling in training camp so far. We know the offensive line. Defense up and down. Um, I mean, you, you know more about the names than I do, but just looking at it, we got Quiddy Pay, Forrest Buckner, Yannick, and Gawkway on your on your line. I mean, that's a, that's a great start there. And, then and you, you don't even know Grover Stewart yet. I, I don't. And that's look why into I the motherfucker. <laughs> look into the motherfucker. <laughs> but then you add a guy like Stefan Gilmore to your secondary as well. So this is this is going to be a great season for the Colts, I believe. And yeah, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of great teams in the AFC. But like I said, not always cut and dry who ends up being the number one seed in the AFC. And I'm not saying the Colts make it to the Super Bowl, but they definitely have the team to be the top team throughout the regular season. Well, tell me about tell me more, Jet. What do you think of Shaquille Leonard? Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, related to Shaquille O'Neal, actually. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, well, I just, that's Darius Leonard. He changed his name. That's right. I forgot about that. I, yep. you know, I was looking for his name on here, and then I was just <laughs> so confused. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god. 
Yeah, so they even like right there. I didn't even mention him. Yeah. That's just a the focal point of their defense. So you didn't mention Okarake. Yeah, but like Zaire Franklin, Rodney McLeod, Isaiah Rogers, Kenny Moore, who was a pro bowler last year. The best yeah. long snapper in all of football, Luke Rhodes. <laughs> I forgot Ashton Doolin too. I mean yeah. Pro Bowler. Mike Strawn. I mean, you know. Mike <laughs> I don't understand why you think that's a trolling point. The guy was like a sixth round draft pick and he's been in the NFL one year, had had two catches in week one and then never saw the field again. Yeah. But I think we're going to see some more. That's Mike why you don't buy the training camp and preseason hype because of stuff like that. It's true. So. It's the truth. So who's number one? Uh, for tell you? me more. You know, anything else you want to say about the Colts? No, never got I, to the O-line really. I mean, the O-line's it's good. Like it's it's a good all line, better than probably more than half of the teams in the league. So, what about Tyson Williams, Philip Lindsay, Philip Lindsay, Naeem Hines? Anything what do you want to know? You, you don't need me to tell you about them. So tell me, I want to hear. It's a it's a good it's a good group of running backs to back up Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, not remember Jonathan Taylor, but we know Naeem Hines compliments with Jonathan Taylor. They don't. I mean, even though he's a very good receiver, he's just obviously not used as much because you have Naeem Hines. So. Anything you want to say about Moelle Cox, Kylan Granson, or Jelani Woods? Yeah, so Moelle Cox, obviously the athletic freak <laughs> that he is. Obviously, Jack Doyle retiring. Great, great for him to fill into that role. Jelani Woods, from what I've heard, um, a special prospect coming out of college and mm. probably the tight end of the future. I mean, it'll mm. take a few years for a tight end to develop, but that was a great pick there. And um, we missed Jack Doyle, that's for sure. Oh, for sure, but Molly Cox is a good blocker. My number one seed is the Baltimore Ravens. 14 and three for this team. And I know I previously stated they'd be going 15 and two. That was just outrageous on my end. 14 and three is much more like it. This team is so good, Jet. I I can't believe that you have them finishing below the Colts, honestly. I look at this team and I, I don't see anything that I don't like about it. Our receiver. Bateman, Duvernay, and Perseus? Benjamin Victor? <laughs> I don't see anything on this team that I don't like outside of the wide receiving core, Jeff. And we all know defense wins championships. Kool-Aid man himself, Calais Campbell, Patrick Queen, Odafe Oa, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Justin Tucker, the best kicker in the league. This team is just – it's its too good, and their schedule is too easy for this team to not be a one seed this year. I, and I, I'm i so confident that, barring injury, this team is, is the best team in the AFC. Wow. Throughout the regular season, I mean. It, 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 I just so – I, I, I think, like, for them, I think, yeah, they'll I – mean, I have them as the four seed. They're 12-5 and five, tied record-wise with the Chiefs and Bills. But I think this team could be even scarier in the postseason more. So, like, if we were um, doing playoff predictions, which I don't think we're going to get to, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens are able to upset a team like the Colts. So. In my, in my bracket, I don't think that would be an upset, but – I, Mine, I, love was. This, I love this Colts praise that you're giving. I really do. It's it's honestly like I, I don't want this episode to end. Why well, are you talking about so, it? Um, Anything to say about Zaire Franklin? The potential signing of Roquan Smith. Stop. Come on. If we got Roquan, 
I'd put a Super Bowl. I'll favorite. put you at seventeen and zero if that happens. <laughs> Trivial. Ladies and gentlemen, the third reason for our nearly two-week hiatus from recording a podcast was none other than Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Back-to-back episodes, Jet and I both got flustered and outright angry with the way that they were treating us, this company. Um, But we're back, Jet, and I think that I think they fed us a word that is... Trivial. It has potential. Trivial. Trivial means of little worth or importance. Um, it was a trivial signing by the Miami Dolphins to get a, a top two blindside protector in the NFL um, when they have a left-handed quarterback. It, it was just – it was a very trivial signing. There was no – they didn't get a bang for their buck. It would be trivial – to draft Christian McCaffrey over Jonathan Taylor this year in fantasy football. Although a lot of people think that it's the correct move. I wouldn't touch Christian McCaffrey with a 39 and a half foot pole. As my friend, Jim Carrey, the Grinch would say, it's just, I'm not getting near the guy. Christian McCaffrey, trivial, little worth, little importance. Yeah. He'll give you four, four, four sure wins in fantasy this season with, you know, first two games of the season he drops 30 in each game and then he comes back weeks 13 and 14 um but by that point you're all already you're already out of the playoffs you're trying to win the toilet bowl um if you draft christian mccaffrey if he falls to me at six in the draft what i'd probably do play him two games and then trade his ass away um got a little bit off track for word of the day there but i think it's trivial the signing of did the heat add anybody this year you tell me i don't know i don't know anything about that trash franchise uh honestly the city of miami is pretty trivial lake worth as well you can find quite a few women there that you know i you know jet jet seems to be pretty fond of but they're not my cup of tea they get angry at me sometimes for no reason um try to cut podcasts short as well but uh jet all in all good episode i think that i'm gonna i'm gonna pin this word of the day I think Marion Webster kind of held up there into the bargain there. I just wasn't even prepared for a, a usable word. Um, so I apologize to anyone that was expecting better for word of the day. Yeah. But. I mean, you raised the bar so high that it's just, it's, it's hard to pass it at I this know. point. But yeah, you actually gave a good um, glimpse about uh, what we're planning on doing for the next episode. You want to uh, elaborate on that? Yeah, I can elaborate any day of the week. What we'll be doing next episode, Jet? We are going to be doing a fantasy football mock draft, and we haven't really decided the the settings of the draft, like how many people we're doing. But yeah. maybe we can get someone on the show and be in the part of the draft with us. Um, another local podcast in the area I know of did the same thing. So shout out to them. Thanks for letting us use your idea, the mastermind behind that. Don't check them out. I'm not going to even say their name, but thanks everybody so much for listening. And reminder, if you'd like to get one of these, just a listener, it's free. If you're not, it's going to be a handsome chunk of change. Um, you can probably find in your couch cushions anyways. Thanks everybody so much for listening. I'm Tommy. That's Chet. And this was the 25-8 Sportscast. Thanks everybody. Thanks guys. Appreciate it.